Dit is de Rousseau Radio. De enige echte podcast van KVM Media over de Groningse basketbaltrots Donar. Met Klaas-Jan Terveen, Bas Kammerga en Yannick Masson. From KVM Media Headquarters, this is your favorite podcast about Donar. Today a special with the big guy from Sweden. Let's find out who Victor Gadeforce is in this extra The Russo Radio. Because once again we are on the attic of KVM Media at Paterswoldseweg in Groningen. And with a special guest, of course, first of all... Uh, in front of me, as usual, Bas Kamiga. <laughs> yeah, I'm present. And uh, Yannick Masson. Present as well. And I said the big guy from Sweden, and I think most of the listeners know who we are talking about. It's Victor Gadeforce. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for uh, coming to us, because um, I think <laughs> I think this is your first podcast. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, no? Um, no, oh, maybe not. No. Because Yannick talked about the Swedish yeah. podcast you were in. Yeah, I've been in one Swedish one, and I've been in a... Um, was that a Spanish one or a Mexican one? A Spanish I don't know, one? some guy from <laughs> some South America, at least. Oh, wow. I don't remember the country he was from. Uh, How do you wind up in that uh, situation? No, he hit me up, he hit me up on, on Instagram, and then uh, I saw that he was doing a lot of interviews with other players, with a bunch of other players I know. Mm. And I asked them as well, like who he is, and they were like, "No, it's it's, it's a good podcast. He's a really nice guy." So, so I figured out why not, okay. and uh, so I did a podcast with him as well. Okay, Victor. Um, first of all, uh, you're playing uh, for Donar now for uh, well quite some time. You entered uh, during the season. Uh, how is your time in Groningen? Uh, how would you describe the last couple of months? Uh, it's been great. I mean, honestly, it's been great. Uh, of course, a lot of how I base my opinion of how I how I am here is about the basketball. Mm. Uh, so, first of all, the team is great. Uh, every teammate uh, has been great, great from for me and towards me since since I got here. Coaches are great. Uh, the organization is is really good. I like the gym a lot. I like the fans a lot. I like how every everything is organized from from games to practices and everything like this. So it's it's really been been great. And also off the court, I got a I got a solid apartment. I got a good car. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is working. I would say as as it should be. So like, no, I don't, no regrets. No, and you know money is on time. So I don't I don't have to worry about anything except mm. playing basketball, yeah. which is I feel like it should be. And I've been on a lot of other places where it's not like that. You ever heard about uh, Groningen or Donar before you traveled here? No, I wouldn't say I heard so much about Dutch basketball in general. To, no. be, to be honest, uh, <laughs> you but, heard about but, the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I heard about Amsterdam. Some stuff yeah. about Amsterdam. But yeah. uh, and you played the Netherlands. Uh, I played as an international player. Yes, I played some national team games mm-hmm. in Netherlands. I don't remember where. I talked to I talked to Leon to Leon Williams about this, but I don't remember where where it was because okay. I played against him at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I I didn't know much about about Dutch Dutch basketball because mm. my brother he played in Belgium, but that was before you did this uh, collaboration together. So yeah. so I didn't know much about it at all. The only thing I heard before signing here is that Donor is one of the top clubs and always been and and is a really good organization. Yeah, and uh, a great fan base, of course. Yeah. And how how did you get in <laughs> uh, in contact with uh, with the club? Of course, uh, through your agent, uh, maybe. 
Um, how did uh, this context? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was through agent, mm-hmm. and and after he put in contact, I talked to Drago and I talked to I talked to coach. Coach, yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I talked to 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 Groningen in the beginning of the season as well. Ah, uh, I said no at that point mm-hmm. um, because you were in Bucharest. No, I was I in Bucharest last season. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. then after this summer, I uh, had a couple of offers that I didn't that I didn't take, mm-hmm. and then Groningen got in touch, and. Just for myself, I was not ready to leave Sweden at that point. Okay. Uh, so I stayed, and then during the national team in November, they they contacted my agent again. And at that point, I was yeah, I was ready to leave. They came with a good offer, and and I felt like yeah, let's let's try to do it. Because you had uh, some uh, unfinished business uh, in your own country with your uh, with your Swedish club. I don't know. I don't know about that. It was it was. It was my uh, my childhood team. I mean, where I grew up and everything. They mm-hmm. came back to the first league again, and yeah, I just had some. I felt just to stay at home. Uh, I missed home for a couple of years, and and I just I just wanted to be home. And I also had some private private issues that I had to take care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt like I wasn't I wasn't ready to leave at that point, and so I stayed home. And then when then when when Groningen, I mean, when Donar short interest again i was okay let's let's do it now and now you're for almost a half a year here uh th- does it feel any anything li- a bit like home here in in groningen at this mo- at this point <laughs> yeah mean, it's, it's, it's maybe difficult to say yeah it's really difficult to say i mean i don't have my my parents here i don't have my brother here i don't have mm. my my, f- my friends here i don't have my girlfriend here i don't have my dog here so mm-hmm. i mean of course it's i would say the fans are really like a family the club is really like a family like you can feel like you're a part of a family but it's at the end of the day, it's not my family. No, you know? no, no. So it's still different, but but uh, of course I feel good here. And and had you have you had some visitors over from from Sweden uh, during the last uh, couple of months? Yeah, my girlfriend been here. My mm-hmm. my dad been here. Yeah, yeah. That's that's mainly them. My brother. I mean, he played basketball as well, so he yeah. never so he was never he was never able to come. But mm-hmm. he's probably going to come now for the for the playoffs. Oh, great! Can uh, you have your dog over? I've been thinking about to have my dog over, but he's he's a really big dog. So yeah, what kind of dog is it? Yeah, you have a huge it's a, one. It's a cane corso. Yeah, so he's like a Italian mastiff, you can say. Uh, yeah. he's, They're huge. He's like I think mine is sixty-two kilos now. Yeah. Woo. Um. So yeah. So he's he's really big, and I would never, for for me to fly him here, I would never put him, you know, where I have to put him, like underneath. Um, ah. So for me to bring him here, I need my father or me to drive him here. To drive him uh, by car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've been yeah. thinking about it, but at the same time, I'd be like, he is at a, at a really good place at a friend of mine at, back in Sweden okay. who have a lot of other dogs. So he just play with other dogs and having a good time every day. And for me, it's still I still need to find a dog sitter every day. You know, when I go to maybe to practice, if we have longer yeah. practice and then yeah. for away games. And for sure, I will find people here. I already had people that have been asking me if... If if I'm gonna bring him over, that they can help me. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't I don't want to make any trouble for anybody. And I just and, also, and then it's still a long trip for me to yeah, to also bring him here. Quite a handful in the sense that they have to go out quite often because they're yeah. really big and they're quite ener- energetic as well, right? I know, but I mean, I had him when I was back in Sweden, and yeah. it's, I wouldn't say I practice less there than I do here. So yeah, yeah. the time I had the time for him, of mm-hmm. course, maybe some days he will be a little bit understimulated because I will be maybe tired and don't want to take these longer walks but and honestly here I, it rains a lot so <laughs> it, would, it would be a little bit annoying to, yeah. to walk with him every day here just because yeah. of the rain but yeah. in general I have no problem walking the dog I like it it's it's a part of me to, to go out in nature and see that would also make me see I would say grounding it more at least some spots where I 
probably you don't, don't wind see, up. Yeah, yeah I probably uh, don't see now because I'm yeah. I'm not gonna go there and take a walk by myself. Yeah, and dog owners mm-hmm. always get new friends out of walking the dog because dog yeah. owners always yeah, and that would children. probably help me too. Yeah. So yeah. well, I'm getting a sense that uh, that your family is quite important for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. I mean, it, it it always been. I'm a yeah, I'm a big family guy. I would say. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait to. To make my own family. And it was a real basketball uh, uh, family? Yeah. My dad played basketball, my mom played basketball, and, mm. and my brother played basketball. Okay, can you talk a little bit more about your uh, about your dad and your mother? Uh, what 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 did they play, and, and what kind of players were there? Were, were they? I mean, both of them played only played in Sweden. Uh, both my mom and my dad, they win a Swedish championship back in Sweden. Uh, my dad played for the national team for a very long time. I think he have 98 games with the national team. Uh, oh, that's impressive. Yeah, I think he had to. I think he had to retire because of because of me because I was coming. Oh. So, so he <laughs> didn't ha- he didn't have time to get to get those two extra games in, to reach 100. Um, but in general, I would say I'm my playing style is more like my mom. And my brother playing style is more like my my dad because okay. my dad was shooting just basically like a big time shooter like my, my like my brother, and my mom was a little bit this physical like crazy player like like I am I would say yeah more like a forward yeah yeah um, can you say that you were born to play basketball or is that too easy to say? Uh, in a sense, I guess you can say that. Um, I mean, I was always, I was always with my dad in the in the gyms. Even even later on, when he stopped playing and he kept he he started coach, I was always at the practice and everything like this. Um, so, and I never started to play. I never started to play soccer. I never started to play ice hockey like a lot of other Swedish Swedish people do. Yeah. But so, I guess basketball was was for me, and all my friends was in basketball. So it was just I kept doing that, and it was I, I guess it was the easiest choice. But it was not like my my parents put pressure on me. You know, you have to do this. You have to do this. You know, they they always said you do what you want. But for me, it was just I love basketball from the start. Yeah, so but I you just, had the I kept talent, the physics. Yeah, I mean, so I was always one one I was two. I was always pretty tall as well, which yeah. which helped me. So I just got in basketball like like that. I would say. How was life in Sweden for a young Victor? Great. <laughs> no, I think I think Sweden is a really good country to to grow up in. Yeah, uh, I would say everything around with school and everything like this is is really good in sweden of course you pay a lot of taxes for everything like this but at the same time everything is working um so i say i say it's really nice uh and and i had a my parents was was always there for me my brother as well was always there for me and they were especially there for me to that i never missed anything in my life Mm. like if i uh Needed new basketball shoes, they always give me a pair. Uh, even maybe we didn't afford it. You know, I I always had all the food that I needed. I always had all the candy that I wanted. Not saying that I was eating only candy instead of food, <laughs> but but they were they were always making sure that I didn't miss anything for for me and for my brother. Yeah. Uh, which I all I would say I didn't see at that point, of course, because I was just I was a kid. But now I see how much they actually did for me. Do they watch every game uh, on the on the stream? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. Yeah. yeah. Even since since the first time I left, they always try to watch every game that I that I play. Even when when we play in Sweden with national team, they always try to come and watch it. So yeah, as was, long was as a they, lot of feedback. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it was even it was more when I was younger because then I felt like I needed more. 
Mm-hmm. Now I grow up and I'm on my 14th season as a professional. So yeah, in some <laughs> aspects, I even have more experience than they do, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially at a higher level and stuff like that. So And abroad in other countries. Yeah, yep. but yep. I mean, of course, I like to, to talk about them. I mean, I like to talk to even my friends about it because they can see it from a different perspective that I can. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, sometimes I'm just, I just know more than them, I would say. <laughs> well, I saw on your uh, Wikipedia that you were born in Östersund. Yeah. Did, do I say that right? <laughs> Östersund. Östersund. Uh, okay. I'm, my Swedish <laughs> Excuse is... Excuse your Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Little bit of roost. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but but you explained in the, our pre-talk that you moved to Stockholm uh, a very, very... At a, after six months in your life? Yeah, my dad played basketball there in Östersund yeah. in Jantland. Uh, so I, that's why I was born there. And then after that season, so basically I'm born in October. The uh, season is done in Sweden around April. So yeah, six, seven months and, and we moved to Stockholm where my dad kept playing. And then after a couple of years in Stockholm, probably until I was like five maybe, mm. uh, then we moved to, to my current town and where I where I believe is my hometown and where I grew up in, in Uppsala. In Uppsala. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the... Of the most, uh, we we know the city Uppsala. Yeah, yeah. You have a and then you have a few cities in all those countries you learn about, no. you know, no. and that is one of them. Um, 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 we already talked about how basketball was, yeah, like a, a normal thing for your family. But did you already had a lot of talent early in your life, or had you? When did that? strike you that you had all that talent uh from the start okay uh, i will say i was it was a bunch of us in uh, where i'm from my city um i would say um probably like three four of my best friends also have 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 had or have careers in europe uh, and we're all from the same city and we played at all in the same team when we were younger uh, born 92 and 93 and and another one born 91 So I would say almost all our team was like had parents that that play basketball at a high level and and were professionals and everything like this. So it was it was not only me, but our team was always the best. Growing up, we were always the best, and and I would say I was for sure one of the most talented and one of the best one too. So I would say I know from the start that I can I can do this. Yeah, because it's not only that you have the talent; it's not only that you have the physics for it. But you also uh, need mentality, and that's not something everybody has. No, I think mentality is sometimes even more important than than talent. And I mean, your body—you can always work on your body. Honestly, you can yeah. always you can always become bigger. You can always become stronger. You can always become more fast. I mean, faster. You can always become more explosive. So, body-wise, that's that's up to you what you, what you want to do with it. Then, of course, somebody are more lucky; they have something extra, and others are, are less lucky and have something less. But in general, you can always work on on that mentality. I guess it's something you can work on as well. But you need that. Sometimes you need a little bit extra in your in your mental that's going to take you to another step, and that extra that you got to put in that extra work to to go somewhere. Yeah. So I would say sometimes even mentality is even more important than than your talent. Um, And I think, especially when I was younger, I had some kind of crazy mentality. I was better than everybody, uh, regardless of who you are, what your name is. Even if you beat me, I'm still better than you. It don't matter. Uh, and I think I had a, 
yeah, for a long time into my twenties as well. Uh, I was I still have it to to this day in in some aspect. Uh, I would say m- maybe went away a little bit, or I'm more humble these days than I was when I was younger. Uh, but I also think that was that was the mentality and the thing that helped me to to reach my goals at a younger age and to to become what I am today. And did you have uh, difficult periods in in all those years? Uh, some points that you have uh, had set setbacks uh, during your career. I would say I was struggles. I was something that bothered me. I mean, maybe it didn't bother me. It bothered me a little bit afterwards. That a lot of people in Sweden hated me just because of the attitude I had. Okay, uh, they think I was a little bit too cocky. Mm-hmm. Which at that moment I was like, I don't, I don't care about that. I mean, I'm proving that I'm. I can't be this cocky. Mm. Uh, so for me, it was like I just kept being it. But but still, it was it, I was a little bit annoyed by it. Uh, then I would say when I was I was also when I was younger, I I wouldn't say I had problem with my aggression, but I could get mad pretty pretty easy. Comparing to what I am now, I I learned to handle it with with the years, mm-hmm. uh, which for sure didn't help me in certain situations playing basketball on court and off court. Um, so I would say that was the only thing, and I would, I would say sometimes maybe he gave me some setbacks, but not really any any big ones or anything like this. Because I never been, I never had a hard time to to say I'm sorry or that is my fault or anything like this. I can I can take the blame on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though if if I did a mistake or if I did wrong, I I take the blame and I try to move forward with it. Yeah. We can call you the Slatan of uh, the Swedish <laughs> basketball, or is that? <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, you can maybe call me a little bit Slatan, but I was yeah. I was never as good as him. I would say, <laughs> no, uh, um, so well, different sports, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say I was never as as talented or as I as think good there as him, are some, you know, <laughs> what I'm saying, Yannick. Yeah, 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 I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, mentality-wise, and self-confidence is something that yeah. Slatan had from a very early age. As well. Yeah, but I yeah, exactly. I mean, I ha- I had that as yeah. as well, and I would say some probably some interviews or how I was talking about myself and stuff like that was. Was similar to yeah. to his, to his interviews and how he's talking about himself. You were very young when you moved to Italy as well, right? Yeah, I moved when I was uh, when I was seventeen. Yeah, Ooh, wow. yeah, because that was my next question, indeed. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of young players are uh, trying their luck in the United States. Um, was that an option for you? Uh, I thought about it, but very little. I would say, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, if I look back at it now, I think college would have been a better option to me, reaching the NBA at least. Uh, but at that point, I was I was done with Sweden. Basically, uh, I didn't like how how things were moving forward there in the club that I was. Uh, my brother was leaving the same year as I was, so I was like, I'm I'm ready to leave. Uh, I played some some good years with the youth national. I mean, with the youth national team in the Euro, in the European Championship, and this scout from Virtus Bologna. Talked to my, yeah, at that time, the, my agent that I had at that time, yeah, and they gave me a five-year contract, which I was, I mean, it's it's a good deal. They had a, they had a good plan for me of how we how we see me to become as a player and and what we're gonna do. Uh, and then, of course, what also helped is one of my best friend played there as well, Swedish guy who uh, who played in the youth team there as well. So that for sure helped my. That I come there, I'm not new to everything. No. I mean, everything was, was of course new to me, but I still had some kind of 
of safe point with him there. Yeah, and if you're 17 and like Virtus Bologna, which is a big club in Italy, yeah. they come up to you and they say, we give you a five-year contract. That also gives you a lot of... Uh, a lot of future there as well. They don't do that when they are like, he's not that good and we'll see and all that. If they give you a five-year contract, then you know for sure um, I'm going to be, at the end of those five years, something here at least. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel like they're going to give it to anybody. No. You know, it, they will give it to somebody that at least they believe in. Yeah. And who you are, what you are, then that, that we will see. But at least they they gave me a five-year deal because they believe in I can become something. And at the end of the day, it's a business and everything like this. So... They invest money in me, and they expect to get something in return. Uh, but but for sure they believed in me, and that's why that's why I did it. But why did you think um, now that maybe college was a better, uh, maybe would have been a better route? Because um, I would say those years I had there was was good and bad. Um, I would say Bologna as a club during that during that time was a little bit in a rebuild. Uh, and we also signed players that just come there for a year. And then they want to leave. Uh, and we also had some other Italian prospects and some other prospects that were also fighting for playing time. And then we changed coach and that coach like that guy instead instead of me. So it was just it was just a lot of up and downs, I would say. Uh, but then also, I think in college, I would have had I would have just had a different exposure. Uh, You're closer to the, the NBA market. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say even now, I think you are a little bit. Even though, even though the NBA got got an eye on more Europeans because more and more Europeans are getting in there, but still, if you're in if you're in college and you're doing good in college, is I still think it's a different thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We look at Bologna and we say, well, that's a great city, that's a great club, a lot of basketball history over there, a lot of great players, a lot of great coaches, and that's the way we look at it. Yeah. And you're looking at it like, well, they are in a rebuild. Maybe it's not the right time for me. So with completely other eyes, because we, the first thing when someone talks about Bologna, we say, wow, that has to be a great place to be yeah. with the fans and the curva and the stadium and the Italian life. What were the circumstances for no, you? No, but personally? I would say everything was yeah. everything was great. I mean, the mm. city the city is great. Uh, it's a really beautiful and nice city. Um, the the club was good too. We had a great practice facility. Uh, at that time, we were playing a Unipol Arena uh, that is even bigger than the arena they're playing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, no, everything was great. It was just like basketball wise, I felt like we they were just in a rebuild. If you compare Bologna when they were like in the two thousands when they were winning everything. Mm-hmm. And what they are now, that's not what we were at that point. No, no. And not saying because I was there and I'm not good enough or we had players that are not good enough. I'm just saying as a club and as an organization, they are not yeah. – we were not there that where they are now or where they were before. But you were 17. And can you take us back to the moment that you stepped into that plane, land on Bologna Airport, and uh, <laughs> how did that – go for you nobody uh, as speaks, a, speaks as nobody speaks as a, young, over there. as a young guy yeah honestly i don't i don't remember remember <laughs> that much honestly like from from when i went on the plane because my parents also went with me the first week okay, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. so i was not by myself and then uh, the team manager at that point uh, whose name was fabio chenery uh was was amazing uh he take care of us i mean he take care of my, my parents as well but also also especially the first year that i was there 
he took care of us with apartment, with food, with uh, whatever we needed. He was always there and helped me in firsthand, like whatever we needed. So, and he speak perfect English. Okay. Uh, so the, he just helped us, and and then like I said, even after my parents left, I had my my friend there, Jonathan, who who was always there for me as well as as I was for him. Uh, because he was he, there before you, he was there you one year in. one year yeah, before yeah, me yeah, yeah. so he knew uh, uh, how it was going yeah, on and he knew everything and mm -hmm. my first year there I played with the youth team and I played with the first team yeah, yeah. Uh, so we also played together mm -hmm. um, so it just I would say it was at the end of the day it was like pretty smooth transition just because my parents helped me a lot in the beginning and and at that time I also had an agent who uh, who helped me really with everything uh, Italian guy who really really Yeah, then after five months he got a stroke, so so mm. I, so he he couldn't help me anymore. That's less I mean, than ideal, and it, was, and it was really really bad. Oh, uh, wow. And I honestly felt like, and even my parents, who was more involved in everything I was doing and everything with my agents and stuff like that, they also noticed a big change of almost. I wouldn't say how the club used me or like, but they could come away with stuff that they didn't when I had him. Mm. Uh, just because my other agent is is not Italian and he was away or something like this, so yeah. it was just big when he when he went away. I mean, he didn't die, but he still, I mean, he had a stroke and it was pretty bad. Uh, so uh, it was just I don't know. It was it was a really good time because I I mean, some of my teammates that I had there are still some of my best friends today. Uh, so it's still good years there. It's just. I was there living in a time where Virtus Bologna was not that big time club that everybody think no. it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because the second year you moved to another club. Yeah, sec Ave in Avellino? Yeah, second year was just they uh I would say they didn't really have space for me of mm. their uh, they just wanted probably to have like somebody more experienced in my position. Uh, so I got loaned out to Avellino, yeah. which I think was even better for me. I would say we had a better team than Bologna as well. Uh, hmm. So I came to a better team. <laughs> Uh, I was starting at position three. I was playing almost 30 minutes a game, uh, so it was it was great. And those uh, those players I had around me that year really believed in me from the start, and all of them were older. And so it was, I think that was I was that was one of my f most fun seasons and and best season in in Italy. Yeah, because you get you were playing a lot. Yeah, you had great teammates. And uh, I think, in hindsight, that was a very important year for your development. Yeah, not? it was for sure. Yeah. And all the tips and everything, and how and how they helped me, and yeah, and the point guard we had, we, the point guard we had that that year is uh, he's one of the best I ever played with. Uh, he's what was his name? Marquise Green. He's one sixty five, one sixty five centimeters tall. <laughs> Not that's, very big. Uh, that's not very big. For no, he's standards. really, really small, but yeah. like really, really good. He, played, he has to be he, very good. He, he played in Italy many years. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best passes I ever played with. Um, there was many times I just run in transition and I just know the ball is coming. Wow. Yeah. I just know. I don't even have to look back. I just know the ball is going to come here in two, three, one, layup. Yeah. Um, he also played for um, uh, Fenerbahce and Zagreb. Yeah, he played He big played in teams, good teams. teams. He, he played yeah, in big teams yeah. and he's, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, that year we had Linton Johnson as well, who played in NBA for many years. Yeah, I think he win uh, he win a ring with the San Antonio Spurs during the lockout year. Oh. Uh, then we had Yuritsa uh, Golimat, who is now coach for uh, Sedevita. Uh, we had Taquan Dean, 
Uh, we had a, we had a lot of players that was a lot of experience uh, yeah. as well for mm. and that was that was, around. and that was yeah it's even better for me what you that, needed that I that I came in a team yeah. where we are not uh, five young Americans as me mm-hmm. you know we have five veterans and me so yeah. I could learn a lot and uh, and they also what helped me is also that they believed in me you know there was not one of them that was like don't pass the ball to the young kid don't let him do what he want you know mm. it was always uh, you're one of us you play with us and if he you runs we pass the ball yeah yeah. As long as you play hard, you're one of us, you know. Yeah. And I felt like I always do that, so. When you look at the Victor Godefors from that year, that period, and you look at yourself now, what's the main difference? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oof, tough one. Um, I'm bigger now. I was really small at that time. <laughs> um, I would say I'm just more mature now. Uh, yeah. and more and more experience i mean of course uh compared to that uh, it's hard to it's hard to compare me because i would say like energy wise and and how i play i would say i play similar to to what i to what i did there well uh, let me let me ask you a different let, let's ask a different question what did you learn in like that 10 years like that maybe there are listeners they are at the beginning of their uh, basketball career what is your um Your uh, your tip? How do you call it in English? Your advice yeah, to good. them? Yeah, it's it's a hard one. I mean, because honestly, I think it's going to be different for everybody. Uh, who you play with, what you learn, what do you want to take with you? Um, but for me, you just got to stay open, stay open, and try all the new experience you can. Yeah, uh, because that is in basketball, uh, like different in comparison to like soccer, because a lot of pay- players are playing like three, four, five years for a club. Yeah. In basketball, you have the, 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 the small contracts, the one-year options. Yeah. Uh, how do you deal, how do you cope with that? Like, you maybe you are playing in a totally different country next year. Yeah, we it's, hope it's not easy. We hope we hope you not. will stay here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. And then, yeah. you, and then you can bring your dog because yeah. you're staying here for a year. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, I mean, but it's, you know what I mean. I yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I would say it's never, it's never easy. No, uh, one of my, uh, when I was the most calm was when I played in France, uh, and I signed a two-year contract, and I knew I was going to be there for two years. Oh yeah, uh, oh, deep, right? Yeah, yeah. That was honestly when I was, especially in the summer, I was calm. You know, <laughs> I was like, I have a contract for next season. I have this money. I have. I know where I'm going. I know some teammates that are staying. I know the coach. I know the environment. <laughs> And I just know where I'm, where I'm, where I'm gonna go. You know, all the other years it's been like, uh, what am I gonna do? You know, where am I gonna sign? I'm gonna take this contract. I'm gonna take this one. Am I gonna be happy with this? Mm-hmm. Is this gonna suck? Is this gonna be good? You know, it's it's. I would say it's really frustrating if you don't. I would say it's even frustrating if if you're a player that have 30 offers a summer mm. because yeah. then you still don't know which one is the best for you. I mean, okay, if you're only looking for money, then you know, okay, I'm looking for the money, but you don't yeah. know if that's going to be a good spot for you or whatever it is, you know. So and I would say it, to sign a one-year contract at a time is, is a hard thing to do. Is that yeah. something uh, later on in your career that's more important that you you feel comfortable with your club instead of the money maybe? Yes. Yeah. Uh, for me to feel to, for me to feel good is it's for sure more important than, than the money at this at this stage of my career. Yeah. Um uh, Maybe even when I was younger, to one point, you know, I, I would never settle for for something that that is less than what I think I'm worth at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but for sure, I I always think even when I was younger that that for me to feel good is is important. So 
wherever I come, I usually fix the apartment a little bit how how I want it. I buy new stuff, even if I have to spend a couple of thousand euros, I I do it just mm-hmm. so I okay, feels like this, your this, home. This is, this is my home now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is not a club's home where they just put in furnitures for oh. for now. You know. So if I feel like I got to buy something, I I always do it. You know, and if I feel like I have to do something other than outside of the basketball, I do it. You know, just so I. I feel good, you know, because mm-hmm. if I feel good, I'm promise you, I'm gonna be better at the court too. Yeah. yeah. And are there places uh, except for Donar, uh, other clubs you would like to come back to uh, to play there for a second time? I mean, Avelino was was like I said. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You heard how I talked about Avelino. Avelino was, yeah. was great. And, uh, and how how is this club at this moment? Do you do you still? They don't uh, exist. They don't no, don't no. exist anymore. So. No, I, I thought no. so. There was yeah. there was money problems even when I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't make a lot of money at that that time. But okay. Players in my team was making around twenty thousand a month. So, um, so, so in 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 the course of the season, they get angry because they didn't get. I think they played maybe one more season or two more seasons. I mean, the club existed mm-hmm. for one yeah. or two more seasons, then they were done. Oh, uh, oh that's such a shame. You yeah, know? yeah, uh, yeah. You have all the you have gold in your hands as a club, then, eh? yeah. and oh, uh, yeah, and we had it all uh, away. And there was a really big fan base there. Yeah. I think our gym was probably take probably around five thousand, and yeah, we so had yeah. probably around four thousand every game. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, and the, and the fans was really crazy. It's mm. a small city, so yeah. everything. There was a soccer team too there too, but I think we were more famous than basketball the soccer was team. bigger. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it was it was really fun. I mean, I would go back to Antib uh, as mm. well, mm-hmm. but I would go back to Antib just because I have a lot of friends there now. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's- I wouldn't say honestly, if I'm honest now, I wouldn't say for the club per se because mm-hmm. the club, I think they have a lot of work to do. To become successful, at least the club is is good in some aspects, uh, but I think they are really sitting in a in a gold mine because the place they are at, uh, there's so much money circulating in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quotas, uh, yeah, for the people yeah. that don't know, it's near yeah. to Nice and Monaco. Yeah, and, and, and Cannes I mean, yeah. is very close. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's yeah it's right on the French Riviera, so it's yeah. so much money circulating there. I feel like they they really sitting on a gold mine. Tried that should be able to become one of the best team in France. I feel like. Yeah. Like it doesn't Mon- rain like, a lot. Like Mon- no, it don't. <laughs> it's it's nice weather there, yeah. and uh, and you're right by the sea. Uh, yeah. So it's no, it's 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 a really nice nice place. I would say it's a little bit too expensive, but yeah. I always wonder why it doesn't work out in places like that. Because indeed, you have a lot of uh, rich companies and people around that could maybe help you help you money wise and yeah. try build something. But then all of a sudden, it also. Sometimes it starts and then it doesn't really happen, yeah. you know. And I feel like that's happened there. I as just well. know Antib, Antib, in back and forth to from Pro A and Pro B, like yeah. first division, second division, up and down all the time. Mm. Even my year there, we we played. Uh, I signed the last couple of months of the season, 2017. I want to say I'm not sure. I uh, think so. Yeah. yeah, the last couple, the last couple of months, uh, we stayed in Pro A that year. Then we played Pro A next season. And we went down. We had a terrible season. I, we underperformed like crazy. And so then the next season I play Pro B, you know, and then after that I, they haven't been up yet. Yeah. So. What's the the, the biggest uh, um, success you you had with with a team uh, in in the last 14 years yeah, as a pro? It's a hard one. Yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't have that much. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't have that much oh, it, success. It, it you know? will happen this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hoping for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. I mean, when I was in Sweden two years ago, mm-hmm. I was I was the MVP. I was a forward of the year, mm-hmm. which was personal. I was really success, happy about that. Yeah. Personal for me. Yeah. Yeah. But then we lost in the finals. Oh. Uh, yeah. Painful. So that sucked. So I mean, I, I guess silver there. I guess that's something. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won the European the European Championship under twenty, not oh, yeah. under under eighteen. Uh, the B division, though. Yeah. Uh, and promotion then to the A division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like uh, like a senior or like a men professional player, I didn't have that much that much success like that. I didn't win anything crazy. So, so that's the thing you want to add uh, onto your Paul, yeah. Palmares, yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's let's talk donor in that's a few yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 in a few minutes because yeah. I have oh, first okay. I have one more talking point when okay. I look at your career mm-hmm. because like Dinamo Bucaresti is like maybe a little when I look at it from a distance a bit of a strange duck. In your career, <laughs> that's a Dutch. That's a Dutch <laughs> saying. <Yeah>. saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> strange duck. A strange duck is a Dutch saying. But all right. No, but I, I think I understand what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it sticks out a little bit compared yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to all the other places yeah, I've been yeah, to yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and everywhere else I played. Um, and we already yeah. know that you went back to Sweden. Uh, you had to deal with a couple of things. So how was that year for you? I think it was a year of mixed emotions. Uh, a bit or not? You mean the year in Sweden or the year in in Bucharest? In Ru- Romania, no, Romania. In Romania, you're, you're, you're asking for. Yeah, with with the 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 traveling back to Sweden afterwards. What happened there? I mean, honestly, the year in in Bucharest was not as bad as as people think. I, I believe, uh, and also what I thought it was going to be. I didn't. <laughs> I I didn't have high expectations, to be honest. It's uh, Romania, not Antif, basically. That, yeah, but yeah. Bucharest is actually a nice city. Yeah, uh, I was not in some some small city in the middle of nowhere in Romania, no. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Bucharest is actually a really nice city. You see, I mean, it's a lot of poverty, uh, but it's a lot of like really nice places as well, and and a and a lot of nice people as well. Mm. Uh, many of them speak English, pre- pretty good. Uh, at least younger people, yeah. older yeah. people that. Maybe not not the best. Yeah, they speak Russian. Uh, but then also, <laughs> I had a I had an amazing team that yeah. that for sure helped helped a lot. Yeah, um, we were hanging out almost every day, off dates. We were hanging out uh, for sure. Helped that all of us were were single at that point, so none none of us really had family, which mm-hmm. which makes it easier that nobody had their their respective there, yeah. and we we can just hang out and do yeah. do what we want, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was a, it was a good year. I mean, the weather is better there than than here as well. So <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah, in Romania, that's not that difficult. The Dutch weather, we all know, no. No, it, it doesn't yeah. rain, but it's uh, below uh, fifteen I'm below uh, I'm Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. No, but actually, it was it was better than I than I expected myself as well. Okay, I always okay. say, I always say, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a climate over here. We only have weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, and well, of course, you went back to Sweden. Uh, I I don't want to uh, uh, dive into that too deep. Can you explain to us why you had a little bit of a break? No, <laughs> no. I mean, it's just it's it's some personal stuff that I. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I went back to you Sweden for time. when I went back to Sweden for the whole season, that was also for Corona. I didn't really ah. find anything uh, that I um, yeah. that I felt like was was for me or was was worth it for me to leave. Yeah. 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 Um, also, because in COVID times, you probably already knew the situation you were getting in. Yeah, was I mean, it was it was not probably not the best. You don't know, you know, the money's the money's gonna be worse. You don't know if they're gonna pay because how all the money situation in the world is looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the social the social living is not gonna be 
as yeah. as it's supposed to be, let's say. Yeah, because that's what we know from the donor teams in yeah. COVID times that they had a really tough time uh, mentally. Like, mentally, being yeah. they couldn't be Very with difficult. each other. Basically, and in Sweden, the rules of COVID and everything like this was like nowhere else. Everything yeah. was normal, basically. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that was closed is the clubs, and yeah. I don't, you know. I don't, yeah, the night clubs, I don't care. You mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. The nightclubs, yeah, but yeah. bars, restaurants, everything yeah. are open until. Yeah. I mean, they close earlier, but they're open until ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else in Europe, you cannot even go out. Basically, no. for yeah. seven months. Yeah, all, all pubs were closed. When I came home from France after the after the COVID this started, I was, I came home and I could do weights. I can I can go work out. I can play paddle. I can hang out. I can go out to eat with my friends. You know, yeah. I, I could do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in a team, there's a new guy who can take him out to eat somewhere in town yeah, yeah, yeah. and meet him a little bit. But yeah. then also I got the chance there when I stayed in, so I got a chance to play with my brother again, uh, ah, which yeah. was also important for me. Uh, so I didn't play in my hometown at that at that at that time. I played in Sardinia. Uh, so it was well thought what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then came Donar. Yeah. And then you went to Groningen. You made the decision to to come here. Yeah. Um what I th- Leiden was your first game, but was it also the first time you were on the team? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I it was it was shortly after the European uh, campaign, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. the world championship. Uh, no, the the the, the qualifiers, uh, uh, the yep. donor uh, games. I think. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. That's what you mean. The yeah. European games of donor. No, I, pl- I played two yeah. European games as well. Yeah, two. He, he yeah, played uh, yeah. two of yeah. them. Yeah. I had to rewind that yeah. for myself. Yeah, but then, then we were already kind of knocked out at that yeah. point. Yeah, we were. Yeah, 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 yeah. much we're not having we a chance. We were zero four, so we just played those two games. Yeah, because also we went to the last game. Feroli, you were there. Yeah. You, you, the Maybe you. you remember that we were <laughs> there in the, in the stands. Yeah. Well, I remember that I was there. Yeah. At least. Yeah. <laughs> because somehow that game, uh, let's talk a little bit about that game. I think that was an important game in the season, in hindsight. Because it was the best game, I think, uh, in that, that couple point. of months. Yeah. yeah. Because you uh, did not uh, saw what was happening before yeah actually, i can <laughs> i don't know i don't know how all the games looked like before i got here uh, I terrible didn't, i didn't yeah I, did, i didn't watch any games the only the only game that i saw the result of was the, the fiba europe cup game when they lost by 50 41 points result to see yeah 41 points scored against Kramers. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we that's, didn't that's the only that's the only like result i and then yeah. i knew how you were looking in the standings more or less but uh, yeah. before yeah. i signed here but Other than that, I didn't. I mean, I didn't really look at how you played because uh, no, no. I know, you know, that you already mm-hmm. <coughs> had some problems with the players. Uh, the coaches uh, were, were Coach changed, changed and everything yeah. like this. Yeah. So I already know there was some problems. So for me to come here, there's no reason for me to look in the past. No, I, uh, but still, I gotta look in the future. But still, you 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 made the decision. Yeah, yeah. but that despite I, uh, the bad results. Yeah, but looking at the players, I knew some of the players. I played against Olaf last year in Romania as well. Mm. I know him. Uh, I I know Callison who was here. Honestly, I oh, yeah. I didn't know that Callison was was getting fired or let go or whatever happened there. I don't know yeah. exactly what happened there. He moved to Germany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I didn't know that he was going to leave ah. uh, before I got here. Mm. He okay. played with my brother in Sweden, I think, two three seasons ago. Yeah. Uh, so I already know like what kind of level it is still. I know some other players, some other Americans, and some other players that play in in Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I was like I said, I wasn't ready to leave Sweden before in the summer, but now I felt like this is this is my this is my chance, and I felt like Donor came with a with a solid offer for me, and 
and a solid idea of how they want me to play yeah. uh, after talking to coach and after talking to Drago and and I felt like I fit in in in, in their idea of me me playing here. Uh, how, how how important was Drago in in the whole uh, story for you? I mean, both both Drago and Andre, I, I would say, was was important for me. Yeah. Uh, how they talked about me and how they how they talk, yeah, you know, how they talked about my playing style and what what they expect and what they want from me. Hmm. And then you arrived. You started to play games, uh, gaining more and more minutes. Uh, what was uh, what was the development of this team uh, at the end of uh, last year till now? It's it's a it's a hard question to answer, honestly. Um, what changed, basically? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, I know, and I've been thinking a little bit about that too. Mm. Uh, and I just, I just, it's hard to say exactly what changed because we we were the same team for a long time. I mean, I got here, then I'm, then uh, Magdevsky got here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was still not perfect, you know. But that was the team that was going to make it. We we're not going to sign anybody new at that point, yeah. uh, you know. And it was a little bit, you know, we were going up and down. We were winning some games. But at the same time, we were just winning against the teams that was lower than us or that's supposed to be lower than us, you know. We didn't beat we didn't beat Leiden. We didn't beat them, Bosch. Except uh, for in the in the cup. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but that's, that's yeah. like later, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in December uh, yeah. 30, and then, uh, 23rd. And yep. then afterwards yep. when we... So it might have been that game a little bit that that changed it. Mm -hmm. You know, I just felt like I just felt like we we are now playing with so much more energy and and just want to play. You know, yeah. Before and and we are a team. I would say we are so much more yeah. together, yeah. and we are even more together outside of the court, uh, but which I felt like we weren't in the beginning. Could it? If could somebody it? got frustrated. Then next guy get frustrated, and then one guy is sitting in that corner, another guy is sitting in that corner. Mm. Nobody talking. And nobody is talking ah. to each other. Even after locker room, nobody's even talking to each other. Everybody be like, "Yeah, yeah, you suck. I suck." Uh, okay, yeah. mm. everybody was yeah. more uh, busy with themselves than with the, with the team feeling, maybe. Yeah, I, I at think that it's, moment, it's yeah. I mean, <coughs> and it's, it's a natural thing to do, huh? Yeah, but I, I feel like we just got together as a team, and we knew that we knew that we had the talent. We yeah. know that we know that we can play basketball, all of us. Mm -hmm. Like we know that we have one of the best teams in. I mean, I think for sure in in, in Dutch league. Mm -hmm. uh, but somehow we couldn't get it together uh, because you had a difficult time, I think, with the Heroes Den Bosch and the Aris Leeuwarden games yeah. before the yeah. cross border phase. Yeah. Uh, how how did you uh, how how did you uh, yeah how did you play? It? That, that that first game against Antwerp because you had two losses of course we just barely made the uh, gold uh, yeah. uh, elite gold then the loss at Antwerpen well now we know Antwerpen is maybe the best team in the league mm -hmm. and then that first uh, win came uh, in the uh, in Alst the uh, friendly the friendly, friendly game. Yeah. oh yeah And then, of course, uh, the first win at home against uh, Hubo Limburg United Hasselt. And I think that was the moment it came all together, or not? Yeah, I mean, on the first game against Antwerpen, I didn't... I wouldn't say I didn't have high expectations. Nor no. on us, nor on them. I was like, this is going to be a game and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not going to... I didn't think that, okay, we're going to win this game, we're going to lose this game. I was like, let's play this game, let's see what happens, let's see what kind of level we are right now, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, we lost that one, and I, honestly, I think we could have won that game too. Mm, uh, I, think so too. I don't think they expected us to be that good as we were, or at least not fight back as we did. So I think even that game showed us a little bit that regardless of what's going to happen in the game, we can fight back. And we are stronger than than a lot of these teams because when we play together and when we play with the en- energy and intensity we can do, we are better than these teams. Mm. We might not have the you know the best shooter. We're not uh, you know whatever it is, but when we play hard and when we play together. Nobody's gonna score on us, and and I felt like a little bit in that even in that game, I was like, yeah, we we can do this, you know. We were for sure disappointed on how we went down because this guy made two threes in the end when we had almost like a comeback in uh, in the 80, end. 80. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, we felt like yeah, but we were down fifteen and we came back huh. yeah, in, the, exactly. in the in the second half, which is which is still big time. And as as you said it now, against one of the best teams right now. Mm-hmm. You know? So I still think in that game, and then we went to Alst. I think Alst, we was everybody played. Everybody was having a lot of fun. Uh, we won easy. Yeah. We had a lot of fun on the bus ride back. Uh, so ah. it was it was a it was a great team win, and it was it was just a good team chemistry on the way back. We had the idea. Yeah. We were talking about it in the podcast. We did not saw any minute of that game. We only had the, the stats. Stat sheet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we said to yeah. each other, "Well, we think this something is, is happening. Something's happening here." The, the, Maybe the team building, yeah, yeah. The, the the getting together, the getting to know each other, exactly ha- having fun is is it's some part. It's most yeah, yeah. But I felt like especially that game. We I think yeah. I think we had a lot of fun. Okay, uh, I don't know if that was because I mean to be honest, it's yeah. less pressure in a game like of that course, because it's of a course. friendly game. But but we still had a lot of fun and we we got it together a little bit. But I would still say that the Antwerp game still got us that that energy and yeah. and that yeah. show of intensity that we still put in that game that made us come back. Uh, and then after that, to get that first home win against against Limburg was was for sure important as well. Mm-hmm. And after that, we've been just honestly, I think we're just playing great defense every time. Our yeah. offense is not not perfect every game. We are no. not making shots. We are missing free throws. We are missing layups. Uh, you know, I've been having games where I shoot like almost five twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm missing layups. I'm missing hook shots here and there. Yeah. But opponents are still not scoring more than sixty points. You know. Yeah. So yeah. If, sometimes if, if they don't score more than sixty, maybe even more than fifty. Well, forty-eight or fifty-five. Yeah. That's what yeah. they're, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to win any games like that. We're yeah. going to for sure score more than that at least. Maybe it's not always you know as pretty. It's not always you know crazy fun to see because we don't have this crazy offense. But yeah, but we're still winning. The mentality in Groningen is also always uh, you want the the people in Groningen want to see hardworking yeah. players on yeah. the on the court and. Um, if they do that, you can show that more on defense than on offense. So yeah. maybe yeah. you've already noticed in Plaza that um, they cheer as loud for a uh, great rebound, great defensive yeah, yeah, rebound, or yeah. a great defensive block as for a dunk. So no, but I think that, and I think we do notice that. I think everybody noticed that, which also makes it more fun for us to play. Yeah, even yeah. in defense, you then know, not only not fun, only yeah. okay, I'm making a three pointer, then they're gonna cheer for me. No, I'm blocking the shit out of this guy, and exactly. then they're gonna yeah. cheer for me for real. Yeah, you know? so it's and and uh, it's a lot of fun to play there too, especially when we get this. When we got this intensity and this aggressivity that I'm talking about, and and we get a whole different flow in the team as well. And and you're uh, mainly the player who is uh, the less time on the on the bench because you yeah. make a lot of minutes. But <laughs> especially the, without Olaf at the floor. Yeah. yeah. But but the the other players on the bench they are uh, very uh, energetic and and enthusiastic also, uh, especially with the home games. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, w- uh, one part of the. Yeah, of the, the success vibe. Yeah, the success and yeah. the, and the vibe feel, we have I in the, like in the that's, whole club. That's really important. Mm. I always feel like in, in every team. Okay, if you have the rest of the team ready, even from the bench, yeah. whoever, if even if you're not playing or if you're playing a little bit, if you're playing a lot, it don't matter. If you're yeah. 
if you have a bench that is connected to everybody in like on the court, yeah, it's 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 big time for you, you know. And yeah. uh, and, and I, I and I also feel like that's why they are there for us also because we're such a group, we're such a good group outside of basketball as well. Yeah, and 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 mm. yeah, uh, uh, we saw as as uh, as fans as supporters, we saw that a, a difference from yeah back then when you just uh, yeah. came to the club. Uh, the progression on this uh, yeah uh, vibe around the team is is uh, yeah making great progression. But I mean, honestly, how, how did you do that? No, but I'm saying honestly, it, it takes some time too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, for, you need for, success for, moments. For, no, but not even success sometimes for okay. me to for me to get to know a person is not gonna be in a week okay you know it's gonna take some time for me to maybe open up about this or open up about that and yeah and it's also hard when one player that's been here for two months he leave yeah uh, then another player leave mm-hmm. then a new guy is coming another guy is coming yeah and now steph came too yeah peter came too you know so it's just it's just been a lot of changes yeah uh, i would say we're lucky that it comes players that really fit in the system and are really easy going and and a perfect fit for our teams mm-hmm. um And Peter, I, I Peter th- of course, knows the league. So yeah, that yeah. too, that too that helps. Ma- that But I'm just saying, it's different. you know, sometimes you got to give it some times. And also, mm. what we talked about before about you signing a new contract every year, you mm-hmm. know, it's not easy. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot expect everybody to, you know, the first day of practice or after a month of practice that okay, we're going to be this team that's going to beat everybody. No, mm-hmm. I don't really work like that. I don't think any team is like that. No. Even no. if you have 10 players with the most talent in the world, yeah. if you're not together, you you might not win anything anyway. It takes time to yeah. to, so to I get like, a team. I feel like yeah. all these changes and all these you know all these changes of people leaving and people coming in. It just we need a little bit of time before we we're the team that we are today. Yeah, yeah. and now you're one of the most experienced uh, players in this team. Uh, how's your role in that in that team building? I'm just trying to be there for everybody. Honestly, I'm just trying to be as as vocal as I can. I'm trying to help in, in defense, trying to help in offense, trying to help in the locker room, trying to be that glue guy as, as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, but especially around around everything we have V T who is who is <laughs> who is a great guy and he really he really keeps everybody together in, in uh, if you're talking about yeah. fun. Then yeah. yeah, no but really like fun and even even fun or serious, serious you yeah. know, he's uh, you know, he knows when to be serious and when to be fun and when wow. to laugh, not to laugh. So it's hmm. I feel like we have a great mix of group of guys which everybody are just you know, we're glued together in some somehow and that's that shows off the court and shows on court. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we notice. Yeah. And me yeah. personally, I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to be me and trying to help in whatever way I can. And if that the, is the, the, the cab driver of Sander Hollander, then you're the cab driver of yeah, Sander Hollander. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to help in every, every way I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise, the kid doesn't get home. <laughs> exactly. The, the funny thing is that uh, well, Clay Mounts rides his bicycle. So. Yeah, Clay Mounts is yeah. a bicycle. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's a smart guy. And the funny thing is. The the same thing happened last year with this yeah, team. Exactly the yeah. same. Exactly from, the same. Okay, we won the the the, 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 the the cup, cup final. The cup yeah. final. Uh, and this year, uh, well, it was a very difficult game. It wasn't meant I, to be. It wasn't meant to be, but <laughs> yeah, uh, the same. Yet. You know, Den Bosch uh, played a very good uh, national uh, uh, season. It was incredible. They won yeah. every game. Yeah, but Not a lot of changes as well. Continuity yeah. throughout yeah. the team. Yeah, but maybe the the build up is meant to be this season like the way it goes yeah i mean it might be like i don't know i don't know what happened last season because like i told you before i didn't follow the dust no, league yet, or no, no like this um but i feel sometimes when you when you have to go through 
hard times, mm-hmm. or like the struggles that we've been through, uh, the games that we lost, that we played terrible, the frustration that we had, the frustration we had at each other, and the, fr- the frustration you had at yourself. Uh, at one point, you'll have to get get out of it and get stronger from it. You know, yeah. if you're winning everything, it's easy to just you know keep going. But usually, it takes it stops it stops sometimes. The train is always going to stop. Yeah. For us, we had to build, like you said, we had to build this up and we had to find our chemistry and we had to find everything that, that we are today through hard times. And and that uh, that feeling is probably going to be even better than if you win everything well, one season. you know, maybe you will win a prize with this, team, with this team. Maybe there's not a prize at the end of this league, but you already gave us a few great moments, of course, in the last couple of weeks. And... With Ostende at home, with yeah, Mechelen, Mechelen at, at home. home. So, yeah. uh, thanks for that. And, of course, the last question, because we are um, at, at the one-hour limit already. <laughs> uh, of course, the final question, and maybe you can see this come from a distance, but what are your plans for the future? And how are you feeling about staying in Groningen? Maybe one or two more, one or two more years uh, longer. Oh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't thought about the future honestly that much. Um, I could see myself staying in in Groningen, mm-hmm. uh, but right now I'm still focused. I'm trying to win the championship first. Uh, I always say that to everybody that asks me, and I've been saying that wherever I am, you know, try to finish the season first, and then and then I will see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really, and I really think we have a big chance of of winning this year, regardless of everybody of how everything looked before, whatever it is. I really think. Uh, I really think we have a big chance of, of beating everybody, including the Dutch teams and the Belgium teams. Um, so I really want to put my focus on that first and then and then take it from there. But I could I could see myself staying here. Yeah. It is the Victor Gadefors podcast, but how about Willem Brandwijk? <laughs> how about that guy? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I, I got so much to say, but at the same time, I'm speechless. Yeah. Uh, wow. From, from what I saw when, when I got here, I mean, mm-hmm. his, he was injured in his hand, and mm-hmm. and a little bit he had some up and downs and stuff like that. But the player he is right now is, uh, and what he do for us as a team, but also for him for himself is, uh, yeah, I'm speechless. He's playing. It has he's to playing be so in, much fun to play with that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's so uh, for me, it's just fun to see. I mean, it's uh, his energy level is, is so high, like so so high, regardless of if he's playing bad or not. Yeah, uh, he's. Making three pointers here and there, he dunking, he blocking, he playing great defense, he playing physical. He's, I would say, he's doing a little bit of everything right now. You know, he looking like uh, some kind of superstar doing a little bit of everything, yeah. and he helps <laughs> yeah. us. And he helps us in so many ways. Not only like scoring twenty points a game or taking ten rebounds or whatever it is. You know, he's he's helping us in in every aspect of the game right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's uh, it's it's, think, ama- it's, uh, it's amazing to see. I had to give him a shout out at the end of this podcast. Yeah, but especially because uh, the pairing of <laughs> the pairing of Victor and uh, Willem exactly. is probably the, the best front court in the league right now. Not trying to brag too much, but yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I, and I, I I actually like to play a lot with Willem. I think yeah. we have uh, we have a good connection as well, and and know what we're doing together. So I think it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's really nice to play with him. Yeah, they made Van der Mars the Dutch player of the year, which is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree a little bit. We talked. We talked a little bit about that too. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's just it's just more for us to to beat them. Yeah, yeah. Show them. Yeah. The prices are at the end of the season, huh? Eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and we would love to see you and Willem Brandwijk and all those other guys on the stage uh, with a gold medal. Yeah. And European basketball next year because that's important for the club, of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, Victor, uh, thanks a lot for your time. And um, what? how do you feel about the last hour? Was no, it okay, okay for you? Yeah, it's been great. So <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was More exhausting than, uh, than uh, training exercise? No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's been great. It's been, it's been a lot of laughing as well, you know. So it's, uh, it's been great. So thanks for having me. Okay. Super. Great. And I'm going to uh, end this podcast in Dutch. Wat je kan ons ook na deze aflevering gewoon volgen op Twitter. Jannik via Jannik Besson, Bas via 2000, Dota 2014, mij via het Klaasie Gun, de Wallen, de Wallen, de Wallen. De Russe Radio is op Twitter, Facebook, Instagram te volgen via het Dona Podcast. And are you uh, available on social media? On Insta, on Insta. On Insta, yeah, I think. Yeah. It's getting upside down on Insta. And Twitter too, a little bit, but not yeah. so much. Oh, okay. yeah. more, more Instagram. Yeah. Je kan je op deze podcast abonneren via Transist, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, luister je via Apple Podcasts, luister De Russe Radio, productie van KVM Media, volgen via KVM Media. Neem kijk kvmedia.nl. Nog belangrijker, steun ons via onze petje per dagpagina. Doe je dat? Dankjewel. En dan kan je dus deze aflevering ook als eerste beluisteren. De link vind je in de show notes. Social media. Dit was een extra podcast van de Rooster Radio. En ook aan het eind van deze aflevering blijven wij het roepen. Tot donar!